What's going on, family? What's going on? What's going down with Shake? And welcome to another episode of John the Soul. Family, I have a, a, an, um, uh, an alumni uh, on the show this evening. Somebody who not only uh, brought us uh, Crescent City Monsters, that epic uh, noir tale of, uh, of a wizard and a musician and a black man uh, in the early uh, 20th century in, uh, in Louisiana. Uh, but he also kind of started to touch on uh, some of the challenges that we face as a people in the United States of America. Ladies and gentlemen, Newton Lillivoire. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. Of course, of course. Now, of course, I ask everybody how you holding up during the quarantine. So I want to ask you, man, how you doing? You all right? Your family OK? Yeah, fortunately, everyone's okay, you know, um, by the grace of God, you know, no one's really been sick. Um, you know, I just hope it stays that way. Have y'all been doing anything different? Have y'all been eating different? Uh, I don't know, anything different other than staying in the house? You know, that that's a good question because um, my wife, just about, I guess, a year, year and a half ago, she really started cooking like really um, like just healthier stuff, like looking at ingredients and making sure um, it's really uh, whatever we're eating is a lot more healthy, healthier than what we previously was eating. Okay. So um, she kind of doubled down on that. And because she's at home, she could even do that more. Okay. Um, we've been eating a lot less. Um, and, you know, because of COVID, you know, you know, you got to keep your immune system up. You got to keep your body in shape, yep. especially since you're at home. Um, you might not be getting a lot of exercise, not a lot of sun. Mm -hmm. But, you know, um, diet is really important. Um, so um, even like, let's say, unfortunately, like, let's say you catch it. If you're eating good enough, hopefully, you know, you build up a, a strong enough immune system from um, the nutrient, the, the, uh, nutrients found in your food that helps build your immune system and then you kind of um you know take it from there and um but yeah that's that's a that's a really good question i mean something that i don't think people might take seriously but yeah you should definitely up your uh your diet game when you're here not just in terms of eating less i mean just watching what you eat and just like i said boosting that immune system yeah, man. I mean, they talking about everything as far as masks and gloves and ventilators and distancing, but they ain't said shit about diet and boosting your immune. I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to be your immune system that that beats this thing if you catch it. And they're not really talking about that, you know, so. Yeah. I mean, and I guess, you know, one one of the things, too, is that um, it's it's like really sometimes it's really just a lot of the simple things that abuse me that boosts your immune system. Like I up my garlic game. <laughs> okay, I mean? okay, right. Like, um, I forgot what podcast I was listening. No, actually I think it was a, um, it was some podcast I was listening to and they had this guy who was a bot botanist. Right. And he was talking about like, um, all the benefits of, you know, greens and whatnot, you know, you know, all that stuff. Right. Yeah. But then the host asked him this one question. He said, well, if you had to pick one thing, you know, what would it be? So I'm thinking he's going to pick something like kale. Right. You know, but the dude said garlic. Oh. And this this guy was he was like, yeah, you know, I'd go with garlic. I was like, whoa. 
<laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, and you know, when I looked into it, garlic is is really something that's um that has a lot of health benefits. So you know, yeah, man. When this, shit, when this shit first started, before they sent us home, let me see, let me see, February, let me see, February, I bought the mask with the Home Depot. When I started seeing these uh, reports in Michigan, it's a rush on the stores. I was like, oh shit! <laughs> got in the car, went down to Home Depot, got uh, a bunch of masks and a bunch of toilet paper. Remember toilet paper? Years ago, we used to have toilet paper. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. You know, I barely uh, remember how they look. <laughs> I know, man. But at the yeah, job. After you finish that, let, okay. let me, I got to say something else about toilet paper. But uh, go on. You uh, were at Home Depot. But, but yes, yeah, so I went to Home Depot, went to the paint department, got N95 masks because I was hearing people saying that shit. I got it all I could carry. And then, you know, maybe three packets or four packets. So or this is before. like This is February. I'm a news pop, hound. I be trying okay. to catch stuff early. You know what okay, I mean? Okay. I told the gotcha. family, say, yo, y'all might want to stock up on this, that, and the third. And, and I'm the, I don't want to be a conspiracy man, but that's just the way it is in my family. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, John, have you heard about this? Why are you telling me, man? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm that dude. So, um, so, uh, so, but at the job, I started loading up on, uh, what's that? Ech- echinacea, um, garlic uh, pills, like you just mentioned. And oh, okay. um, I started drinking a lot more water, and I put a little apple cider vinegar in my water. Oh, nice, nice. And so I was straight, man. I wouldn't get sniffles or nothing. But what, what was you going to say about uh, the Home Depot toilet paper thing? What happened? Oh, um, so I was going to say the uh, – no, it wasn't the uh, toilet paper. You, you you had said something else. Now I'm trying to jog my memory. I got the uh, – mm. I, was, I was looking at the shit in February, and I started buying – you know, like a – 25 pound bag of rice. I went to the, like I said, the paint department, got the mask. I was just trying to think, you know, and I didn't get toilet paper because I thought it was going to be a run. I just figured in case it's long lines, you know, what I should have bought was a bidet. That's really oh. what I should have bought. <laughs> okay. So, so that, that, that's where I was going to go. Okay. So, um, uh, so I was, so I had just, I was just wrapping up my Kickstarter when this thing really started blowing up. So I was like, yo, let me start fulfilling mm-hmm. these Kickstarter orders. And I had some international orders. So I was reaching out to all the um, people who backed me. Um, and they were international um, addresses. So I said, hey, is it cool? Is everything okay in your country? Can I um, send things over? They're like, yeah. So then I was asking one of them how they were, um, how it was over there. And he was like, yeah, you know, um, things are okay. You know, um, we're going through the whole same situation with the toilet paper like you are. But he said, but he said, but you know, if worse comes to worse, you know, you can just take a shower after um, you uh, you do your thing. And, and you know, it never occurred to me. <laughs> I was like, cleaning yourself, like it, it, taking a shower. If you run out of toilet paper, you know, yeah, push him the shower, man. You know, <laughs> I was like, I said, you know, I mean, you know, it, yeah. I was like. If, like you said, if push comes to shove, that's something that you know I, I would consider. But as an American, you know, you don't really that that never even popped up in my mind. You right. know what I mean? Right, but, right, right. So people's concept of hygiene and how to take care of yourself is kind of interesting, like outside of the United States, you know. So yeah, yeah. I thought that was I thought that was interesting. I was like, well, yeah, my, I guess yeah, I guess you know we couldn't survive without toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that's really. I think a first world problem. I mean, 
If you look at any disaster movie, right, if the zombies attack or it's a tidal wave earthquake, nobody's running for toilet paper. You know what I mean? They look, <laughs> you know, they look. Now, I tell you what else I did. I ran it to the gun shop. Oh, okay. And, and, and I walked in that place, and the guy said, yeah, can I help you? I said, I'm looking for a rifle. All sold out. He said, all we oh, got is wow. three handguns in the whole place. I was like, God damn. You, know you, you over there in Maryland, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. PG okay. County, man. You know, And it's funny, when, when our governor, Larry Hogan, when they first reported this shit, it was happening in Montgomery County, which was, you know, the high rent district above, you know, above us. It wasn't even in PG. But mm-hmm. when, where did he send the soldiers? He sent them to PG County at the FedEx field. And I'm like, this feels creepy to me, man. Why are you sending the soldiers for a medical condition? You know what I mean? Again, yeah, conspiracy yeah. brother, you know what I mean, kind of a thing. But um, thankfully, all my family is healthy. You know, nobody's sick. Everybody's working. Knock on wood and so forth like yeah. that. So I, all in all, we can't complain, man. We can't that's, complain. that's another good point that you had because um, – I had a little bit inside insider information. Mm-hmm. Somebody, um, well, it was an insider. I mean, if you knew somebody who was in the National Guard, you probably would know. Sure. But they, um, somebody that I knew who knew somebody from National Guard was saying that they were they were prepping even before the um, the quarantine mm-hmm. that they were sending people down. So the government knew that hey, you know, was I shouldn't say knew, but they were preparing for the worst. But people mm-hmm. didn't realize it. I mean, we're just lucky that everybody's calm and cool. Nobody's really rioting or yeah. things aren't really going bad. But I know for sure the government was prepared for the worst military-wise. You know, um, they had the National Guard on standby. So, so that's um, why they built the testing tent and nobody was testing. <laughs> I was like, y'all, don't, y'all motherfuckers don't fool me. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah. but one more thing on this, uh, on this whole quarantine piece. So, again, I, I watched the news and stuff, and maybe a month or so ago, I heard that um, they was having some problems with some frozen food, imported frozen food, because the people wasn't at the ports to receive the stuff on the ships. They were sending people home because of COVID. And I was oh, like, really? that's okay. not a good look, you know what I mean? But I don't like to buy fish from China anyway, you know? And then I started hearing about the dairy farmers and everything. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's a problem. But, you know, when I go into the store, everything seems legit. I mean, the, the, the meat aisle is looking a little thin, but, you know, no problems. But then I say, wait a minute. In the winter, when we get fruits and vegetables, that's usually imported. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, South America got a different winter. So I'm just, you know what I mean? We're still not out of the woods yet. I think we got to get through a winter first. But if people going to ride, it's not going to be the black people. It's going to be the motherfuckers with the guns. To be honest, they the ones walking up in the Capitol with AK-47s. Yeah, yeah, that was wild. Um, did you see that there was a, um, a group of um, black people who, who did the same thing after? Um, but they did it because uh, they were protecting the, um, a, uh, a black politician. I forget the exact yeah, name I mean, of the position. It, wasn't, it but, wasn't the same thing. Those white folks flooded that fucking Capitol. And they was wearing masks and everything. And then, like you said, they, they just went up there to protect the politician. So it's like, okay, I, I get it. But y'all going to let them motherfuckers shoot shit up. But if we peep, oh, you know, stop resisting. You know, <laughs> so, so I'm yeah. glad that our folks is behaving themselves. And, you know, at the end of the day, people just want to work know- and take care of their family. 
but you know those guys they they expose themselves you know what i mean um not for nothing but the fbi really watches groups like that okay. so <laughs> so once those guys are like once they run into the capital i'm sure the fbi was like all right we gotta look out for these guys not that they were um not i'm sure they know about those guys anyway but right now now that they exposed how like deep into it because to, to do something like that really means that you're you're making a um statement absolutely i mean yeah so i mean and then you know it's easy f- to jump from that level to the next mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah 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 <laughs> you know if you have a group of 20 you know there's gotta be at least one or two people there maybe even three who are really hardcore who believe right. in you know this whole paramilitary mm-hmm. group that whatever whatever um whatever they believe in yeah um and take it to that next level where you have like some kind of home terrorism or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah man i mean uh you know i have a i don't know i think it's funny i think these guys are doing growing up cosplay and this is why i say that because the alice joneses of the world be selling these motherfuckers food that'll last you 200 years you know, they, they buying bunkers, they got guns, caches, different places. But, you know, they close the malls for two, two for, for a, a month, six weeks, and you demanding it be open. I thought y'all was prepared for Armageddon. Why y'all marching up on the Capitol, man? Ain't you supposed to break out your stash? And, you know, I knew this day was coming. You know what I mean? Kind of a thing. Why you why, why you storming the Capitol for some fucking inconvenience? You know what their thing is? They they think that their um civil rights is being violated by um or their constitutional rights is being violated by um mm. all this um this forced quarantine. Like, you know, they they're thinking like you can't you shouldn't you can't you can't force us to do anything. You know, um <laughs> you know, I mean it's you know, it goes back to that whole argument of how much um can the government or should the government do in in real extreme situations, but you know, historically, the government always um, goes strong. It goes hardcore. Like it, it's not. It, like it, it, it just ignores your constitutional rights in in really extreme situations. You know, yeah. for better or worse. But yeah, like like you said uh, earlier, the, the the government is watching these people because what some of these cats don't know is that when that shit went down in New Orleans with with Hurricane Katrina. They was going up into the, the the wealthier, I guess they call them parishes down there, not counties or whatever, but and taking them white folks' guns. The NRA got a little video where they was grabbing guns off of motherfuckers' boats, like they was, I guess, going hunting or fishing, and they had to. They was taking their boats, and these was like, I don't know if it was the ATF or or the sheriff or whatever. They was taking their guns, so you know you can flash if you wanted, but that's not a good look. Just like you said, they're being watched, you know, so. But, um, but, uh, I mean, yeah, just like, go ahead. It's like we're being watched right now. I, <laughs> I mean, we live in interesting times, man. Um, my daughter sent me this, uh, this tweet or image. What's that monster guy? Frieza? Is it Frieza? Um, some, some pointy eared, got a tail thing that, that, that the Dragon Ball Z, uh, Goku fights. I think it's Frieza. And anyway, it said oh, at the top, you know, hi, I'm 2020, and this is not my final form or something like that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the whole idea is 2020 may be worse. And then Elon Musk tweeted the same thing. <laughs> I was like, God damn! <laughs> what this? What this motherfucker?
fucking know. We don't know, man. But uh, Yo, that, that was, dude, Elon Musk, scares me, man. He scares you. <laughs> Ain't he Tony Stark? I mean, he's supposed to be the good guy. Why he scare you? Well, I just you heard about the new thing he's doing, right? The brain thing. Yeah, I think he wants to hook up people's brains to some kind of uh, network or something. Yeah. Yeah, so he's got this thing where he wants. Um, he started a company where they're gonna um, imp- they're gonna implant like a chip in on the um, inside lining of your skull, okay. and the chip will be able to help any help you um, uh, repair or reduce any um, damage to like your your brain or brain activity. So mm-hmm. the, he was saying the possibilities are things like, let's say you're a paraplegic, mm-hmm. um, you, you can start walking again. Um, let's say you were blind because of some nerves or thing and where, you know, you're still getting some kind of like it's electrical impulse from your eyes, but you just need to be repaired from the, the eye to the brain. You could see again, crazy stuff like that. And I'm like, wow. And, you know, the... The possibilities for something like that is like it's crazy. I mean, <laughs> I was like, really, I I don't know, man. So when he's and then you know when you think about it too, like when he when he started this company, I'm thinking like, you know, he's doing this. I think ultimately because he wants to go to Mars. Okay. So like, right? If you if human beings, I don't think physically we're probably um you know not probably, but we we're not really meant to be in space. But if you can enhance human beings to be in space, you know, I think um, that would work. So I think he's he's trying to um, get us get ready for Mars, man. So, but, you know, so all that stuff is, it seems kind of cool, but at the same time, it's really scary. It's like, man, like, how, I don't know. <laughs> it just doesn't seem natural. I mean, the, I think that we could be living in the Star Trek vibration right now, this minute, if it wasn't for capitalism. Yeah, I think so too. Cause I, you're right. I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, um, capitalism. You know, I'm not against capitalism, but I think for society, it, it's taken us only so far. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've advanced to the point where, like, we're doing stuff. You know, industry with computers and AI coming. That I think society has to. Something about society has to change. Whether it's it might be just like we might have capitalism, but we we no longer use money. Maybe we use um uh like where it's like a damn video game where you have um experience points you know I mean? <laughs> or you're you know like i forgot some one of those um uh episodes where you know you, you number of followers that's how you uh, you make a living whatever but you know money may not be the um the thing the driving force but something's definitely got to change because you know with artificial intelligence and all this other stuff happening man it's um, I think you're right. Capitalism only you know, is going to take us. The problem with capitalism is somebody has to be on the bottom. That's that. That's, yeah. the, that's the issue. You know, somebody's labor is going to be exploited. Another, I'm going to have a hundred motherfuckers working, and I'm going to take the value you create, and I'm going to give you just enough to come back to work the next day. So, but the innovation part of capitalism, the you know the that's cool. You know what I mean? That's you know we we want like I'm I got. Issue number one and two. And by the way, gentlemen and, and ladies, we're talking obviously to, to Newton Lillivoire, who created, uh, you know, Dream Fury Comics and his uh, flagship comic is Crescent City Monsters. I got one and two in my hand. I said, one and two? Where the fuck is three? And then I went on the <laughs> website and I saw, oh, you got three and a variant cover. So I bought those. So, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, I'll get those man. pretty soon. Yeah, man. But I think, I think it's, 
that's the part that has to be tweaked because somebody in capitalism is going to be exploited. If you could take the exploitation part out and I could say, okay, well, everybody likes Princess City Monsters. So now we want to do a role playing video game. Okay, good. So now we're Jonas and we hitting spells and da 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 da, riding most out, kiss a pretty girl or whatever. Then they say, well, we want a we want a live action, you know, movie. So so if you like you say experience point, if you if you you know people want to support you, they can, and you can push this this to other media. But that capitalism shit is a bitch, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because somebody going to be on the bottom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, the only thing about the only real reason why I, I think you know capitalism will stay is because it still reflects like human nature. I think so. We've you know, no matter what culture you're from, you know, it's from the beginning of the time we've always had, you know, like a stratified um, society. There's always been you know somebody who's on top and somebody who's on bottom. It's always been like that, right? Because you think about it, right? Like. All the cultures, they had like a chief or a king, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, you had your followers. So, you know, that's just basic human nature. So I think, you know, unless humans change themselves, there's, that's always going to be there. And that's the one thing about capitalism. It reflects um, human nature. So, so <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me put this here because you bring up a good point. I was listening to, I kind of I like, like I'm a big Star Wars fan, right? I got like, uh, let me see, almost 30 audiobooks. I don't buy the lightsabers, none of that shit, but I like the books. I like the stories. And okay. um, so, but I'm, I'm looking at Dune a little bit, you know, Fred, uh, Frank uh, Herbert or whatever his name is. Right. So anyway, listen to an interview with him. And he's saying that the, the default human nature is feudalism. Do you agree with that? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I was, I was, <laughs> it's funny cause you know, I'm always like, I'm, I'm more like the, um, the cerebral guy, I'm always thinking about things like that, you know, I'm, I'm not sure why, but, you know, and so that that the exact thought came to my head. I was like, you know, what we're living now is just basically just another form of feudalism. Right. <laughs> you know, it's just like, but, you know, and back then, when you really, really think about it, the people in feudalism did not think that they were in a bad situation. They didn't think like, how messed up is this? We're on somebody else's land working for them. Da, 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 and we don't have a way to um to rise up in society. That that I'm sure that didn't even really occur to most people. Most people thought like the princes and nobles and kings deserved the position that they were in. Right. Right. Um, and that whatever position that they're currently in, whether it's a serf or, you know, I don't know, some smith, um, that's where they belong. So, and, and basically it's the same thing here. When you look at it here, I mean, um, you still have that same kind of paradigm, right? Um, people who are rich, they deserve to be where they are because they worked hard for it, right? Right. Um, that's the story that they tell people. Not mm-hmm. that it's not true. I'm just saying that's the story that goes along right. with the paradigm, right? They deserve to be there and you deserve to be where you are at, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, um, you're right. I believe, I, I think it's the same thing. It's just, you know, feudalism, that's the default behavior. Um, and I don't, to be honest, I don't think that'll ever change because I think it's hardwired us in, into us mm-hmm. and it's hard because, um, the funny thing is like, I have a, I have a dog, right. And I watch my dog and I watch her behavior. She's a chocolate lab mm-hmm. and there's just certain things that she just can't help herself right mm. and that's just the way because that's the way dogs are <laughs> right so wow. and i realized like and i used to think to myself like oh, she's being so silly all she has to do is you know just think you know 
think about it, but then I realized like she can't, you know, and I was like, and you know, and I'm thinking to myself, like, like, well, you know, humans are the same way. There's just certain things that just built into us that we, we just can't snap out of. And that's, that's, that's the way I believe. That's what I believe. Um, you know, what was a good show that kind of showed that, um, Battlestar Galactica. Okay. The old, the old school joint or the, or the new Uh, one? The new one. Okay. The new one. I, I like that series because it, it kind of showed you the the human condition and the forever the loop that we're forever gonna repeat for the rest of our lives. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> now you believe in evolution, though, right? Evolution, yeah, yeah, I believe in evolution. Okay, so like like Charles Xavier said, you know what I mean? So funny, my son. I was like, uh, hey, he, he said, hey, daddy, I'm watching uh, Star Trek. I said, oh yeah. I said, which one? He said, Charles Xavier. (laughs) 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 Okay, man. But the quote in X-Men 1 that says, uh, you know, evolution, blah, blah, and every so millennia, evolution jumps forward. And so I'm going to go to another part of the conversation, man. I got this book in front of me. I got your uh, issue number one. My favorite scene is when Jonas is, uh, he's running late, and he gets pulled over by this fucking racist cop. Uh, talking to him like a piece of shit. And Jonas is trying to be, you know, a gentleman, keep his temper under control or whatever. And then this fucking cop, you know, pulls out his gun and, you know, you mouthing off at me, boy, all this kind of shit. So a couple days ago, I get a call from my son who's in Japan. Hey, daddy. I say, hey, son, what's going on, man? Uh, You heard what happened to such and such? And of course I heard, but I said, nah, man, what happened? Oh, you know, blah, 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 such and such, da, da, da. So I had this, this, this counseling session with my son about, um, I believe the brother's name is Ahmad Arbery. Yeah. Okay. So I had this counseling session. My son is a warrior from the group. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so that disposition has a certain temperament and, you know, you got to, you know, talk him down or whatever. Because he's in a context where nothing like that ever happens. You know, and so he's concerned about us, you know, me in particular, you know, because everybody got temper, you know what I mean? And uh, so I talked to him. I think he's cool. And so, okay, so I'm going back to work. I'm one of those fortunate people got a job. Next thing I know, hey, sweetie pie, it's my daughter. Same thing. Use a different technique. Now she's sad and oh, my God. And da, 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 da. Have you ever had any conversations like that? Newton. With my children? Yeah, man. Anything like you ever had that, or or maybe they're too young, or I don't know. Um. So no, I've had I haven't had any conversations like that with um my children. Um, oh my, my daughters, um, they're they're uh, fourteen and sixteen, um, okay. young you know teenage girls. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know they know about things like that that happen. Mm-hmm. But I guess as parents, you know, um, my wife and I'll talk about it. But you know, we, you know, we, you know, we just have. It's not really like a a deep conversation. Okay. It's basically is you know you know you see how fucked up the cops are yeah. <laughs> kind of conversation. Right. Um, and they've never like they've never come to us and expressed like any real sadness. Like wow, I can't believe things. So um, but I have to say that. That particular situation, I don't know what it is about that situation that hit everyone so hard. Because mm-hmm. I, I knew there was going to be a matter of time. Because you hear about this all the time, right? Yes. 
um, yeah. whether it's a cop or some citizen, you know, in quotes, yeah. making um, an arrest, which, I, you know, which makes no sense. You know, how are you going to try to... <laughs> I can see if you should only try to arrest somebody who's actually in the middle of a crime. Right. And even then, like, at myself, I would give second thought about trying to arrest somebody who's committed a crime, you know, like... But anyway, um, so... Um, when it first happened, I don't like uh, my wife was, um, watched uh, follow Sean Kin and she's always sending me these things about like um, all this uh, um, things happening that Sean King covers. Because, you know, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Sean King, but he he's always um, uh, showing all the uh, the things that, that happen to um, minorities and black people in particular. Um, and I'm, and usually I like, and I know these things happen all the time, so I don't like to be bombarded with exactly. it. So I'm always yeah, telling my wife, like, yeah. I'm like, yo, I know it's happening. I don't need to, you don't need to tell me like every other day, you know, <laughs> right, 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 like, right. you know, um, and my thing too, is that, um, I, you know, I, you know, uh, people express themselves in different ways, but to me, it, it, for me going on social media and being like, can you believe this happened? And then, you know, expressing your anger that way. And then, you know, next day you're going back to normal. Right. It, 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 it just doesn't, to me, that's not, I don't know. It just, it, that's not, that's not the thing. You know what I mean? If, you know, um, the next question is, okay, so what are you going to do about it? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're complaining, what are you going to do about it? So anyway, so um, she's like, um, I heard about what happened and I'm like, uh. but then one of my daughters says, you know, um, yeah, um, I didn't really, um, I didn't really know what to expect. I thought it was just like one of his regular videos. I didn't know it was going to be, um, there was going to be violence. She was like, she was like, it was so sad. Um, when he, when he started running and he just collapsed. And when she said that, I normally, like I said, I don't watch those videos cause yeah. I, I'm the type to really just absorb it and really just get angry. Right. And that, you know, that feeling of anger is just going to stay with me. And I'm like, what am I going to do about the anger? Right. If I can't do anything about the anger, why, why you know um exactly why 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 prod at it so i was like i'm not gonna even watch the video but then when she said that i was like let me watch this video and i watched the video and man i was like i've seen a lot of like people get sh shot and even i even more violent and even in these situations that even seems even worse than his i don't know why but but for some reason when i saw that video and and he did start to run away and then he was running and he just collapsed. It, it hit me hard. Mm. I was like, I was so angry. And then um, I was, I became like everybody else. I was like, I went on social media. I was like, this has to stop, you know. And and um, I was looking on Facebook, and everyone was angry. Like everyone was so angry. Everyone was like, th th I think this here is like one of the things that's gonna. That's the thing that I think this is one of those things that's gonna. Um, break the camel's back um and when i saw this i was like you know what Newton? i was like um you know in my comic books i i cover you know some social issue but after seeing this um i was like i need to up my game i was like um that question of like okay you're angry and you're expressing it what are you gonna do um creating stories like comic book stories that reflect the things that we go through is um is the way i express you know, my frustrations at um, the way things are. And I plan to, I want to start creating stories that are a little bit more, even hardcore, um, outside of Crescent City Monsters, that even 
um, even more hardcore and touch, um, touching the social issues. Um, so that's that's how it affected me. I mean, it really affected me to like, um, I really want to start digging in some story ideas that I had in the back of my head. But now um, I really want to do these um, a couple of projects where I just like dig deep. Good, <laughs> you know good, I mean? good, good. Yeah, I think that <clears throat> I think that Black people, not people of color, not minorities, black people, people of African descent, whether they're from America or Haiti or Jamaica or St. Kitts or, or living in Canada, wherever, black people, African descent need that. I think we need it. And we need to see us winning in the material. They need to see it. We need, you know, you can't be a slave in your imagination. I think that's a bad look. And that's one of the reasons why I don't review a lot of comics. If you got a lynching on your fucking cover, I'm not I'm not fucking with that book. You know what I mean? And there's a couple that's like that. It's like I'm not doing that. You know what I mean? I, you know, there's only one that I review, but the brother is chopping people's heads off. So it's like okay, all right, okay, all right. I'm with you. The maroon, shout out to the maroon. You know what I mean? I'm with you, brother, about everything you write. But uh, we gotta be free in our imagination, and I, and I feel like. Um, I feel like we need that catharsis. I also feel like we need to buy guns. You know what I mean? I, I, oh, that's yeah, what I was sure. leading to with the evolution thing. Um, that quote from uh, Nipsey Hussle, uh, he said uh, something like, uh, thank God for strong enemies or something like that. I think that these devils in some, in some interesting cosmic sort of way is trying to teach us a lesson. But for years, we as an organism haven't been getting the message. And I don't think the proper response is prayer. I don't think the proper response is voting. I don't think the proper response is turning the other cheek. I don't think the proper response is hugging them, you know, once they get a life sentence after they killed your brother. I don't think that's the right I think there's another response that most human beings have, and and that cools a lot of shit out. I think that's what it is. But that's an expensive proposition, and not everybody's willing to pay that price, you know what I mean, kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, I I definitely feel what you say, because, you know, it's funny as a, uh, you know, I grew up, you know, politically, you know, leaning towards um, being a Democrat, right? Yep. And, you know, most Democrats are like, oh, yeah, you know, we have to have gun control. But, it, uh, um, but now I'm like, gun control? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yo, New York needs to make sure everyone has guns now. Because Basically. I'm cause I'm like, you know what? You think about it, I was and and you, and to be honest, you think about it, right? It's you know, I was like, you know, in the Constitution, they, they always argue about gun control, right? Because they said the right to bear arms. The argument is like, well, that was for um only militia states, right? They're not talking about individuals, right? Um, but the basic principle of the founding fathers is that when, if the government ever oppresses you, you have the right to fight back, right? You have the right to, and the one way you do that is you, you have the right to bear arms, right? Um, the only the only problem, of course, is that you know um, 
the whatever even the united states i mean when it started right it, it was idealistic right um it was like like the states that we have now basically were just supposed to be like the own their own little countries right you know like hey hey this is a little country and here and we're just a group of countries the united states because it's funny because it, it, it didn't take it took me a long time to realize while i was um in school that in back in the day states were basically countries yeah and so when you look at the um, name of the United States of America is basically like saying um, the United Countries of America. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it started, like every it, idealistic, like their idea of what the country was is way, is not way different, but is, is different than the way it turned out to be. Um, I don't think they initially believed in, um, well, not most of them believed in a really strong federal government. No. Um, or I should say a strong central government. No. Um, but, you know, that's that's what we've, we've become. Um, so just looping back to the idea of um, of uh, guns, I mean, I think that's that's what this country was built on. And it took me a while to actually just to um, come to that realization, just like you did. And, um, you know, not just not just uh, something that's like constitutional or embedded in this country but in just response to the way things are <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean it's like, yeah i mean we have like, to we have to um we have to evolve as a people you know everybody on planet earth know that black people love to pray we love to sing we produce martin luther king's right we produce uh uh jesse jackson jesse jackson went over to iran and freed them hostages didn't it you know back in the day so we produce peacekeepers even malcolm you know even though you know he talked you know turned up you know fight back and all this kind of shit <clears throat> you can't find a record of him leading no in no firefight the only time we know that malcolm you know what i mean was 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 low is when they bombed his house he, he had his shotgun when he took his, his wife and children out you know so individually he was armed but you can't find no record of him ha- having no firefight so we are peaceful people and we can still be a peaceful people if we armed, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We can still, I think we have to evolve. I think the enemy is teaching us a lesson. And I feel like we got to learn the lesson. That's a hard pill to swallow. And all of us ain't going to make it. But I just feel like as a people, we have to evolve. Because just like a parent, you want the next generation to be better. And so I feel oh, yeah. like the next generation of us has to be better. And they have to learn the lessons of the past so you know i don't know how i'm gonna loop this back to comics what i'm trying to say (laughs) what i'm trying to say is i feel like we need to see some of that energy in our books that's what i'm trying to say now uh this is an odd thing but in my bookshelf is it here uh i have the black panther book seize the time and there was a section where this like coloring book uh, was seized off the market and this guy was harassed by the police because of a coloring book. So the way I remember the story, the Black Panthers was doing their, you know, their, their, their education program or whatever. And they had a comic book where, you know, I think he might have been saying, you know, off with the pig and black people need to get together and arm themselves and stuff in the comic. And so that local municipality was upset and they caused a lot of a lot of trouble for this particular this 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 guy this artist and everything so we know that imagery is powerful 
You know what I mean? I mean, think about how long the gap is in Hollywood in terms of strong black male images in movies as far as superheroes. The first one I seen was, uh, uh, this may be before your time, I don't know, but you ever heard of Schoolhouse Rock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Verb uh, has like a black superhero in there. And then the next time was uh, the Green Hornet. I think that was Bill Cosby. And then I think the next time before that was Meteor Man. So we talking like a 20-year gap. And then after Meteor Man, uh, I guess you could consider Blade, you know, but he was more of a dark, you know, superhero kind of thing, an antihero. And then we had Black Panther, which totally blew the lid off everything. So we wait for these motherfuckers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like it'll be another 20 years. That's why we need you. That's why we need Crescent City Comics. That's why we need, you know, Matthew Jones with Void Beast and uh, and uh, Roosevelt Pitt with uh, with Purge and and Jake Kelly with the brother. All these folks, you know what I mean? Stranger Comics. That's why we need you guys to, oh, yeah. to kind of, you know, because we I, we got to be free. You see where I'm going? We we can't be slaves in our in our imagination. That's true. I mean, that's that's the one reason why I I really. I really like the indie route because you're as an independent person, you the one thing that's pushing you is the your fan base, right? Right. If people if people like what what you produce, you just keep producing more, right? Yep. You're not beholden to any corporate like, oh, you know what, people aren't really ready for this. <laughs> you know, bullshit, you know. So right. uh, um we can't, you know, we we can't do this because it doesn't um our demographics isn't really gonna um go for this, right? right. Um, so you know you, the indie scene is something that I I really like, you know, and you know I'm trying to stay in as long as possible, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know I have a theory about all that um all that stuff, like you know how uh, we're always complaining, like well you know um it's taking this long for us to get a uh, an Academy Award or an Oscar or this or that. Um, I think, you know, we personally, and I've said this before and I'm going to say it again, um, I I don't think we should even care about stuff like that. Exactly, exactly. Because, you know, like, it's it's like that expression, you're you're waiting for a seat at the table. You know, um, you know, fuck the table. Exactly. (laughs) You know what I mean? Exactly. Let's Let's, let's build our own table. Yeah. Uh, and and to be to be honest, it seems like sometimes it's it's when I look at it, it it's it's very suspicious. It seems like they're um they're trying to uh, control us in our expectations, right? So like if like when when Denzel wins in, in the award, we're like, oh yes, uh, this is great. But you know, you know, before Denzel, there was Cindy Portier, and yep. he was. And he was like in a in the time that he was in was like <laughs> yeah you know, that was like that was much so, tougher yeah yeah that was most much tougher and so we keep recycling the same yeah. things like oh like so like you know when not not that we should shouldn't celebrate but it shouldn't be that important to us right like we we should be shrugging it off like yeah that's nice mm-hmm. um well you know what we didn't get nominated for anything but you know our folks showed up and made a lot of money right um they they made a film that we liked. That, mm-hmm. that made that um, image wise was um, something that fell in line with um, the way it should be or what we expected. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we should be concerned about. Yeah. Forget the awards, right? Um, and I have a theory that they 
I'm like Hollywood or whoever, <laughs> whoever controls this stuff. Once in a while, they're like, all right, you know what? Um, there was some, uh, there seems to be some racial tensions in this uh, country. Let's uh, give somebody, in the, let's give some black person an award. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? and then, yeah. then, you know, black people are like, oh, yeah, you know, you, you feel a little better. Like, okay, you know, <laughs> we won the Academy Award. You know, fuck the Academy Award. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? Basically. You know, I don't want to get shot. <laughs> there you go. We got other priorities. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I was like, exactly. You know, um, so, and I, I really think like they, 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 it's like they throw us a bone once in a while. Yeah. Um, cause I, and you know, when I started thinking that when um, Denzel won uh, the award um, for um, that criminal, that corrupt cop shit. Yeah. So no, Denzel killed it. Right. Mm-hmm. But that was not his best role ever. Right. right. Uh, what was the one before that he was passed up for? Um, I forgot what it was. You need to but, Malcolm but if X, it, no, 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 no. It was something okay. else. Um, and, and you know, Malcolm X was good too. But there was something else. I forgot what it was. He was passed up for <laughs> Trading he Day. Tra- Training Day was the one he got the award for. So you're saying something before Training Day? Yeah, he should have. He should have got. He should have got it for that or some other movie. And was it was the, the like, Great Debaters? I don't know. Maybe I can I don't, I'm not a good. I'm not a good film guy. But uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, to me, when they gave I'm, Halle Berry an award for basically playing a slut, I was <laughs> I was done. I was like, oh, I was done. Okay, I was. Yeah, done. I remember. Yeah, I forgot what, what that one was. Um, and Angela Bassett was about. handed that. They offered her that role a couple of years prior. She was like, Oh hell no. <laughs> you know, like, are you crazy <laughs> you know what I mean so yeah fuck them awards man fuck them awards we we all know who the people are I mean when when, when Denzel played Malcolm I couldn't watch the. I watched the movie three times I could only watch the ending once cause by the time he got to the end he was Malcolm and it was like me it was like I was there in the fucking uh um, I uh, can't remember the name. The, the ballroom. I was like, nah, I can't watch that again because I was fucked up. So that's you know, fuck the you know they got their own agenda. They this is the kind of image that we're gonna reward. You gotta oh, play yeah. a criminal. You gotta play a slut. You gotta play. This is what we're gonna pat you on the head for. Fuck that. You know, yeah, I feel you know, the same way. Yeah, we got the means of production in our hands, and let's go with it. But everybody's not there. It's gonna take a minute. It's always a core group of people. You know, the, the the masses is like, diversity, let us in, let us in. You know what I mean? It's like they trying to get into the, to the, to the, de- what is it, the, uh, the store with the bottled water. But there's a fucking lake right behind you. <laughs> exactly, man. That's, I like that analogy. So, you know, I, I go into the lake and I buy, you know, Crescent City Monsters and buy this stuff. And, you know, I buy the kids book because... You know, one, I want to pass it to my kids. Number one, two, I want to promote the idea of ownership over diversity. Ownership over diversity. If you own the shit, the diversity question becomes moot. Because I'm sure when you go to these cons, everybody is buying your product. Is that right? Yeah. When I go to the cons, I get a really good reception. Is it just black people? No, no. Believe it or not, um... I don't know what the ratio is, but mm-hmm. um, maybe at least 50, at least. It's probably even more of uh, my audience is not black. There um, you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and, you know, it's not like, 
Um, so the one thing I learned is um, when I first started like um, writing is I was like I was like I was thinking that all right I have this scene with um, the cop and you know there's this racial tension you know um, but uh, and I thought like okay this is probably going to cater more to the like the black audience but no white people were like. You know, they 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 talk about that scene as much, as many times or even more times than um than the uh, black people like wow. like yeah they'll be like oh yeah when he ran, ran into that racist cop you mm-hmm. know and so it's it's like it's like and it's 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 interesting too because in writing this book I learned you know a lot of um things about well I the way I I view like racial tension is is a little different than how I previously did. Um, Cause you know, you see people responding to the, you know, our, uh, um, the story and um, I can throw in, you know, a lot of black issues in there and white people will still love the story um, because I, you know, I forgot who it was. I was listening to somebody. Um, I was watching a YouTube video and, Oh, this was a, one of Jay-Z's documentary video. And I forgot who it was. It was one of his boys. It wasn't Damon Dash, but one of the, um, the Rockefeller um, behind the scenes guys. And, you know, he, he said, he said it right. He was like, you know, when anytime you produce anything that's authentic, anything that's real, anything from the heart, um, no matter what people are just going to gravitate to it. Yeah. Um, and, I want to I want to throw in this one thing too, um, and it it it's and so in I don't know this it's just funny because this country is um, is very it's weird when when you think about um, how uh, race plays into things. I was I was uh, I had an audio book of uh, Muhammad Ali's uh, biography. I'm I'm a fan of Muhammad Ali. Okay, wow, the great. Um, yeah, and so I was listening to the audiobook and one of um and you know Muhammad Ali, he was like he was in terms of social issue, he was up there. He was right. like that's that's why I really respect the guy. Um I mean he gave up he put he put his um he put his uh something that he loves, something that makes him a lot of money yeah. um to the side on based on principle. I mean that's that takes a lot of gut. I don't even know if I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, and that's to be honest, you know, because a lot of people think like, oh yeah, you know, um, I'm this way. If, if push comes to shove, you know, I would do. I'll take the moral ground. Nah, no, no, ninety <laughs> <laughs> no, percent no. of people will not take the moral yeah, ground. <laughs> I can yeah. tell you that. Um, and you know, um, so I was. He was. He was. He was. Uh, he was. Uh, he just finished a fight, or he was about to fight. And this um, this uh, southern white guy comes up to him and he says, "Hey, I want you to meet my sons." And he just plays out, tells Muhammad Ali, "He's like, I don't like black guys. Um, I don't like Negroes much." Um, he says, "But um, I like the way." He didn't even say he likes Muhammad Ali. He says, "I like the way you stand up for what you believe." Mm. Now this guy. As somebody who does not even like black people, right. but yet he comes to a black person and he says, you know, and he says, and then, and not only that, but he says, that's why I bought my two sons with me because I want them to meet you and shake your hands because I want them to um, live their life like that, fight wow. for what, right? And this is a 
he did, uh, admitted racist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, exactly. Who has his uh, two sons shakes a, a black man's um, hands, right? And, you know, that just blew my mind. And <laughs> it's like, and I was like, wow. I was like, that's crazy. I was like, it, it goes to show you that, you know, um, you know, um, when you stand up and when for something or if you have a belief in something and if you carry yourself with conviction, um, even those who hate you will respect you. Yeah, respect. Give me give me respect over love any day. <laughs> any day. Exactly. And, uh, and the reason why I think one of the reasons why you, you, you have such a broad fan base is because the story is great and the art is great. You know, it's like that that old saying in comic books, they say the art will bring him, but the story will bring him back. You know what I mean? It'll, it'll keep him. And so just, the story is interesting. I mean, you take time to develop the characters. You know what I mean? That You don't make them, you know, necessarily two-dimensional and stuff like that. And, uh, and um, you know, you give them some, some terrestrial kinds of problems and supernatural kinds of problems. And uh, and it's yeah. just good, man. I, I enjoy it. I, I really do. It's a it's a perfect, you know, adult book, you know, that you could give to a team. Thanks. Yeah. Um. I appreciate it. I mean, I I you know I try to make it a story that I know that I would like. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's that's where I start from. Um. And you know, there's you know, I, there's a lot of thought that goes into um everything I do. Um. It's funny when the first issue came out. People really liked it, and they're like, "Oh, this book is great." Um, but I was a little nervous because um, if you've read, you know, the first three issue, you would know that the first issue really does not even begin to explain the story, right? right exactly, <laughs> so, tease a lot of stuff, yeah. Yeah. So when when the first issue came out, I was like, I was I was really nervous because I was people were like, "Oh, we love the story, we love that it takes place in 1960, we love this," and we I was like, "Man." All the things that they love about a lot of the things they love about this story is gonna change. So I was <laughs> okay, okay, okay. so I was worried. I was like, man, I, when the second issue comes out, I hope they still like the story. Right. And that's when I realized, like, um, you know, you just gotta, even if like you're not sure about something, you just gotta go with what you feel. Um, you know, and that's that's the way I felt like the story should go, even though it took like a, a big twist, you know, big jump. Um, and I was just I was I was really nervous that like, man, I hope, you know, whatever they liked in the first issue that they when they read the second issue, they're not like, you know, what the, what did he do? You right, know? right, right. Um, so I was so it that. I was, I was, that kind of showed me that, all right, you know, I'm, I'm kind of headed in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that they're still hanging out for the, the second issue. Um, and people seem to love the third issue also. So um, I'm glad about that. And I think now people are starting to realize like, okay, you know, um, this is like, not like, uh, this is not like a uh, story that's just going to kind of, um, involve one character and mm-hmm. um we're gonna follow this character and see what happens to him it it's a whole bunch it's a whole world and um i think by now by the third issue people are gonna realize that and see that there's a lot more to come um so i you know and just i hope they enjoy the ride 
Excellent, man. Excellent, excellent, excellent. If people want to uh, to buy the book, where do they buy it? And if they want to follow you on social media, how do they do that? If they want to buy the book, they can go to our website. It's dreamfurycomics.com. That's D-R-E-A-M-F-U-R-Y comics.com. And uh, you can buy our comic books, uh, the digital version or the print version. We've got issues uh, one to three, um, the variant covers of issues two and three. Um, you can also grab a T-shirt if you want. <laughs> Um, we also have a, a Patreon page. Um, I'm trying to beef up our, our Patreon subscription because, like I said, I, I, I want to live that indie life. So the best way to do it is uh, if you have support from your fans. Excellent. So um, we, have, we have a Patreon page where we uh, give a lot of um, inside looks and some free stuff along the way, you know, PDFs and whatnot. So um, check out our Patreon page as a you can find us at Dream Fury on Patreon or patreon.com slash Dream Fury Comics, I should say. Okay, okay, okay. And, uh, and um, on Instagram, I'm sorry. it's the same thing, right? Yeah, uh, Dream Fury Comics on Instagram and uh, Twitter and Facebook. You know, yeah, Dream Fury Comics everywhere. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Newton Lelevoix, it's been a pleasure to have you in the program. Oh, thanks for having me, man. And I, I appreciate the support. I'm always listening to your podcast. Yes, 